Thank you, Kelly Robinson. Good morning to you. It's beautiful out there. There's no wind. It's clear. It's gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. It's just beautiful. That's where I am. I hope it's that way where you are. Otherwise, you think the man has gone daffy. So, anyway, happy, uh, happy day to you. I hope it is a nice day for you, and it's a day to talk about gardening. Oh, would I love to have some phone calls to talk about gardening. Oh, I'm a call screen up yet. I've got to do that, don't I? We'll get that up right now. And uh, the easy way to do that is to pick up the phone and give us a call. And that number is 888-256-1080. Jared Taylor is running the boards and answering the calls, and he will get you lined up to uh, to talk to me. The calls this time of year don't take very long, so you won't be on hold very long. I know you have other things to do, and uh, so we'll we'll get right to that. So uh, anyway, my day has started out wonderfully. My wife left to go. She's on school board in McKinney, and we saw McKinney High and McKinney Boyd play last night. We have three granddaughters who are involved in the band and the the drill team for McKinney Boyd, and uh, one of them is president of the band, and so she's a senior, and we're proud of those three girls. And and, uh, then uh, their dad went to McKinney High. And uh, they played each other, and and uh, now they're competing against a bunch of schools in in Mesquite at the uh, the what was it area I guess it is marching band competition. And Lynn was a music major at Ohio State, so she said, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna go watch that. That just sounds like fun." So that's where she's gonna spend her day, and she's already reported back that McKinney High did a beautiful job, and we'll hope that Boyd will in an hour. So we'll find out. They looked great last night. So anyway, that uh, that should be a lot of fun. Audrey is uh, first chair bassoon in the orchestra and the concert band, but bassoons don't march, so she's playing saxophone, not her favorite instrument, but uh, it gets you in the marching band, and that's a good thing. Um, so in the meanwhile, I probably because I stayed up too late last night, I uh, ended up with with a bout of vertigo this morning i have struggled for five years now with vertigo and uh, for those of you who have never had the pleasure it is not pleasant and uh, mine is migraine associated vertigo doesn't necessarily mean i have headaches it just means i am dizzy and so i've managed to set uh, to call 911 on the way to the broadcast studio i said i'm fine this is neil sperry i'm absolutely fine there's nobody with me I'm driving the few miles, and I'm okay. I'm safe, and I'm okay. She said, thank you. Appreciate it. I mean, I answered instantly, and she could detect no. She said, I'm fine. And uh, so that was that. And I get to my office where I broadcast and set off the building alarm. Oh, great. <laughs> and so probably that same poor woman got that alarm. I don't know who gets that alarm. But anyway, so you're next. Wouldn't you like to call? <laughs> this is your chance. I really would like to. I'm going to sit still and hang on tight and have a good program with you. You really could help me a lot if you would call. Have a little, have a little empathy for a guy who is uh, doing a pirouette as we speak. It is uh, 888-256-1080. I'm fine as long as I'm touching st- something stable. Uh, you'll always see me with my hand on something that I know is in a fixed position. 888 888- Two five six ten eighty. Not inner ear and not meniers, just to save you any kind of suggestion. I've, I've gone to UT Southwestern for five years, so the uh, the specialists have a hold of me and are helping a lot. 
Um, what do we need to talk about? You're going to be seeing brown page. People are sending me questions about other things, and I say, okay, well, here's the answer to your other thing. By the way, I see brown page showing up in your St. Augustine. Oh, they say, wow, hadn't thought about that. And uh, so then we have to deal with that. But uh, anyway, uh, if you have circular yellowish spots showing up in the St. Augustine or brown patches, A&M's now calling it large patch, which doesn't help. It's not very large, and they're brown, so let's call them brown patch. I worked for decades. What's wrong with that? I'll have to ask sometime why it got changed. But anyway, if you pull on the blades and they come loose easily uh, from the runners, they separate easily, then that's the disease called brown patch. It's a fungus that rots the blades where they attach to the runners. It shows up in the fall. It's a fall disease because that's uh, it, it develops in cool conditions after rain, and we've had that now in most of Texas. It'll be patches that are 18 to 24 inches across. They may grow to run together. You'll get a bunch of them eventually. And you treat it with a fungicide that is labeled for lawn patch diseases. So the things that control take all, take all patch in the spring and gray leaf spot will control brown patch. And the one that is uh, listed on most of the lists that you'll see through all of them uh, is azoxystrobin, which is sold as Scott's Disease X. Uh, I am not, uh, that's not an advertised product, has been in the past, but it's not anything that I get any kickback on. I I wouldn't do that. I I would not tell you that. I would not do that to you. Uh, It's just the only product that has that active ingredient in it, I think. I'll do some checking to make sure that's the case over the winter, see if any new products are coming out in the next year that, that have azoxystrobin, A-Z-O-X-Y-S-T-R-O-B-I-N. And yes, you treat the whole yard um, and don't water at night. So that's enough to start us. Let me give you the number again. John has called from Caldwell. We'll go to him. Aggies have an off week, and uh, so that's going to help our college station. Mark from College Station going to help our College Station calls. And uh, so, but we have uh, 32 other stations around the state. Give me a call, will you please? It's 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Well, let me just tell you about the offer that I have for two more weeks. Two more weeks for you to get this very special Christmas offer. Yes, I said Christmas offer. And the reason for that is I'm trying to get these shipped ahead of time. I want to be early for once because December gets so hectic for me that I just can't get it done. When you're the guy signing the books, I mean, I could have people come sign books for me with my name. But people would say, hey, that don't look like your signature. And they'd be right. I don't do it that way. I, I sign all these myself. I don't print the signature uh, on a printing press. I sign them myself. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, not in stores and not on Amazon. They're at my house. And we mail them. I sign them. We put them in boxes at my house. We take them to the post office. And that's how it works. So here is the offer. The first one is at regular price, $36.95. The second and third books, if you order before November 15, are only $31. That's the biggest discount that I have offered ever for a Christmas discount for this book. So $31.95. I'm sorry. Let me do it. It's not $31.95. It's $31. First one at thirty six ninety five, 
The second and third books, $31 if they're shipped to the same mailing address. I sign every copy as it sells. I've sold 68,000 copies, going on 69,000, and I've not had one request for a refund. But I promise you I'll refund every penny if you're not satisfied with the book. It's 11 chapters, 344 pages that cover every aspect of outdoor gardening for every county in Texas. It's uh, lawns, landscapes, flowers, fruit, and vegetables. 840 photos, 344 pages, hardback, high-quality paper, printed in San Antonio. Everything about this book should make it cost 55 or $60. It's $36.95, and then the second and third books, just $36 each more. So here are the two ways you can order it. One is from my website, neilsperry.com, and the other is by calling my office Monday through Friday, and that's from 9 until 5, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. The better way is to order it right now at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Homegrown goodness, that's what Mueller is all about. They've been producing quality steel buildings and metal roofing right here in Texas for 90 years, so that is homegrown goodness. Well, now you can grow a Mueller greenhouse right in your own backyard, and you can grow your own homegrown goodness. Their easy-to-assemble, bolt-together greenhouses come in five sizes, from 6 by 9 that's too small, to 12 by 21 that's just right. They feature a galvanized steel frame with more than 30 designer trim colors from which to choose. reason I said that's too small if that's all you can fit in then that's fine but it's better to have a nice big greenhouse because your plants will grow and they'll flourish in a Mueller greenhouse and you'll love it you never have enough room in a greenhouse get that 12 by 21 with hail resistant polycarbonate panels lockable walk door and windows a Mueller greenhouse will let the sun shine in and it'll protect your plants year-round don't let the weather ruin what you've worked so hard to produce. Get yourself a great greenhouse. Do it right now. Get it from a Texas-grown company. Visit them online at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER, 877-268-3553, MuellerInc.com. I'll have more after this message. Thank you, Kelly, very much. We have one line open at that number, and so if you want to grab it, better grab it now. 888-256-1080. Our first call up today is John in Caldwell. John, this is Neil. Good morning. All right, that's not so good. Jared, what do you think? He long gone? Is he long gone? Yeah, all right. Well, John, if you want to call back, we'd like to have you. We have another open line now suddenly. Let's go to Mark in College Station. Mark it. Okay. All right, let's, uh, please, please, please. Not good when you're dealing with vertigo. All right, here is what I want you to do, if you will, please, Jared. Please make sure those lines are working. That is not something I've ever heard before in all these years on the radio, when a person hangs up that that happens. Uh, let's, with great timidity, try Preston in Rockdale. Preston, are you there? Yes. All right, you are there. I love it. How can I help you? Well, I have two volunteered trees that come up, and I'm not exactly sure what they are. 
Okay. Uh, one of them looks like a plum or a peach tree leaves on it. Okay. That that's what it is. All right, and and what is what is the question? And let's back into the rest of it that way. Are you wondering about uh, whether you should save them or what? I'm just wondering if I to just uh, pull it up or just let it keep growing. Well, that's certainly up to you. I will tell you that if it's either peach or plum, the odds of you're getting a good quality peach or plum tree from a seedling are, are very tiny. Um, the peach and plum hybrids that we get to grow when, when we buy a harvester or, um, you know, whatever, uh, a peach or, or methylene plum or one of the improved varieties, they are so superior to seedlings that we really don't want to, you don't want to waste the time and the space and all the care that you give fruit trees by growing a seedling. You want to buy a, a grafted variety that is recommended for your part of the state. You don't want to just go on the cheap and, and just plant a seed. Seed Seedling well, trees are never good. Let me just put it that way very bluntly. Seedling fruit trees are never good. I hope that made sense, and I hope you heard me. Uh, as far as I know, it stands about uh, three foot tall already. I hope you heard me. Seedling fruit trees are never good. Okay. You'd be much better off to spend the 20 or $25 and go buy yourself the best variety for your area. Okay. Yeah. It's going to cost you just as much to spray your tree, whatever it is. It's going to take just as much labor to spray your tree, whatever it is, uh, and to prune your tree, whatever it is, and you may have the sorriest fruit ever produced by a peach or plum tree. We don't know what it is. You may have a variety that will never flower because you don't have the right chilling uh, requirement for that tree. You have all kinds of pitfalls. You have probably one chance in 30,000 of having a tree as good as one you could go buy for $20, $30. It's not worth the gamble. Okay. So, how else can I help you? Well, I also have a uh, supposedly a volunteer pecan tree. It stands about uh, 25 foot tall now. All right. Well, that would be called a native pecan, and uh, it will make you a shade tree that will be a pecan tree. It may bear quality pecans of some quality. They'll be uh, probably 99% chance they will have very thick, hard shells. They may or may not be desist. It, it's the very same uh, list of, of comments that I made for the, uh, the it, it's a fruiting tree. It's a very same commentary. Anytime you're growing an edible crop tree, you want to buy a grafted tree. Anytime. Right. Is it uh, too late to take an uh uh, cut the top out of it and uh, wrapped it. No, not at all. You could do that. Do you have acreage? Uh, I guess we got about uh, an acre and a half. Yeah, you've got acreage. 
uh, you would be much better. This is my personal opinion. If I had an acre and a half and I had a 25-foot pecan, rather than spending all the money to try to find somebody to do that grafting and top working for me, I would buy a high-quality um, uh, Caddo or or Desirable or one of the other really good pecan varieties and plant it and leave the tree you have there. It's a nice tree. It'll make you a nice shade tree. Um, the squirrels will love it, and you might get a few pecans off it. And I would plant another pecan that probably will bear fruit almost as fast and will be a known variety. I'd go that direction. Well, the reason I was wondering because it, it grew so tall real quick. Yeah, do whatever you'd like. I've I've given you the best of my knowledge. All righty, thank yeah. you. You betcha. There's a lot of good information on the Texas A&M Horticulture website, and, and it includes uh, top working of trees. It's an expensive project because it takes a lot of time, and you're going to have to hire somebody who's very good at it. But if you want to go that route, you certainly can do it. It's done. So yeah, anyway, I appreciate the. Go, yeah. I kind of wanted to go with a paper shell. Uh, everybody does, certainly, and that's why you buy the improved varieties. All of the improved varieties are are uh, are thinner shelled. That's the first priority. Paper shell is just a description of one of the improved varieties, all the improved varieties, because they're selected uh, because of the thinner shells. Take a look at the yeah. Tex A&M information, Preston, at Aggie Horticulture Pecans, and, and you'll see some really good information. Be sure you get an adapted variety, adapted to Rockdale, um, that, okay. that, that will hold up well. I hope I helped. Right. I appreciate your call. Thank you, sir. Uh, folks, Bye-bye. I have open lines now because of those that we lost or people just hung up, I guess. Just never had that uh, that, that uh, penetrating tone before when somebody was gone. Usually the, the phones are just dead, quiet. So 888-256-1080. If you were one of those first two callers, if, if something went wrong, uh, please do call back. We didn't hang up on you. I want you to know that. 888-256-1080. For the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour, 888-256-1080. Niels Ferry's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer directly to your email, and it happens every Thursday just a little after 6 p.m. Now, this past Thursday, you would have gotten an eGardens, but let me just tell you that that for the first time in many, many years, we did not send out an eGardens this week. Uh, there are two of us who work on eGardens. I do all of the writing, and then Gretchen assembles it into a document that is ready to go into constant contact and be sent. And Gretchen is my only employee at my office. Gretchen lost her father on Sunday night, and we shut the office down and for obvious reasons. And so there will come a time in a week or two that there will be a bonus eGardens on a very special topic. I'll tell you more about that later, but that's why you didn't get eGardens two nights ago. I hope that you will uh, subscribe to eGardens. I think you'll find it very helpful. There are five stories each week in eGardens. One of the stories is always a featured plant of the week. Another story is always a a featured question of the week, one I've been asked repeatedly. And another one is always gardening this weekend, the things that are most important for you to accomplish in the ensuing three or four days over that weekend. That's what eGardens is all about, and we'd like to have you as a subscriber. We have about 78,000 people who receive eGardens each week. Niels Ferry's eGardens, it's free and always will be. You will never be spammed. I never send anything out 
Uh, extraordinary. I did send one out this week to alert our people that you won't be getting eGardens. I think they forgave me for that. And uh, that's that's as exotic as it gets. You just get your newsletter every week. Neil Spray's eGardens. Take a look. You can see last week's example at my website. That's where you sign up. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. And then click on that eGardens tab. I'll have more after these messages. All right. Could use some calls, folks. I could use some calls. I know you have questions. It's 888-256-1080. Kelly just gave you the number. I thought I would double down on it. 888-256-1080. Please call right now. Let's uh, go to Jane in Palestine. Jane, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm wonderful. How can I help you? I have some beautiful Esperanzas that just are blooming like crazy but they're about six six and a half foot tall and i'm wondering when the best time is to trim them down to get them more bush like instead of just height okay i have a couple of questions that really don't pertain to the answer i'll eventually give you uh did they make it through the winter or are these new this year uh, no, they made it through the winter. I thought I had lost them all, and I just cut them all down to the ground, and they started budding back out. Isn't that, and isn't that wonderful? And they started growing, cool. oh, it That's was. Wonderful. I was yeah. tickled to death. Well, the snow, you had a snowpack, didn't you, of several inches? Yes, we did. Y- that yes. probably made snow a difference. Yeah, snow is yeah. a wonderful insulator. People don't think that and don't realize that, but it makes a big difference. Oh no, I didn't know. Yeah, and and oh, if you if you that. look at the damage that was done to Indian hawthorns across Texas in the areas where there was snow four or five inches deep, uh, there was a lot uh-huh. of that in East Texas. The Indian hawthorns were green and wonderful from four or five inches yeah. down, but from that point up, they didn't look so good. Um, your Esperanza no. <laughs> can be trimmed, but I would what I would suggest doing, Jane, is let the first freeze hit it and let it go for okay. a little while before you do much to it. I would trim it during the winter sometime, and I, I wouldn't oh, trim okay. it as far as you had to this year. You had to because it froze, but... I, I think you're better off doing a little bit of pruning all through the, the spring as it's trying to get started rather than any massive pruning at any one time. It is a shrub that will get six or seven feet tall. And so as a yes. result, you, you don't want to ask it to stay at two feet. It, that would be inhumane to it. So all of the, all of the nice mature okay. plantings that I have seen are, are in the five to six foot range or, or taller, six or seven feet tall. So I wouldn't try oh, to. I didn't realize they got that large. Yeah, I, and I and now, but in South Texas, where it uh, uh, can accumulate three or four winters without freezing, it'll get much taller still. It almost makes a large shrub. So just don't oh, do okay. don't do too much. And if it's in the wrong place, if it's going to get too big for where you have it, maybe consider moving it in the winter. Yeah, I have it in um, a flower bed that's between my yard and my sidewalk in front of the house. So, I mean, they're beautiful when you drive by, but at some point, unless I keep them more bushy, you know, four or five foot tall and bushy, they're going to obscure the view out of the house. Well, that may not be the place for it. Yeah, if you you wanted to uh, transplant them, I would do it probably in late January or early February, and I would transplant them just like you would a shrub 
where you hold soil around uh-huh. the root ball and, and move them at that time after most of the winter has passed. Boy, this last year that would okay. that wouldn't have been the case, but but no. uh, that would be the that would be the time to move them. Um, and like I say, now, you, could, I've noticed, you could you could try uh-huh. pruning them uh, uh, gently several times during the spring before they start blooming. When did yours start blooming this okay. year? Oh gosh, they've been blooming for. I'm going to say they've been blooming for four or five weeks now. Okay, they would just start one little cluster, and now they're just all over. They're well, the beautiful. the reason I asked, and this is going to get a little bit exotic. Uh, my very good friends Greg Grant and Jerry Parsons and Steve George, uh, most especially mm-hmm. uh, uh, the work was done by Jerry Parsons and Greg Grant. Uh, developed that plant. Greg found it uh, in southwest Texas, and he did a lot of the research on uh, selecting uh, Gold Star Esperanza out of it uh, because it mm-hmm. had continuous bloom from spring until fall. And there was a royalty uh, price put on it uh, because uh, because it was a superior strain, and Texas A&M was to receive a royalty for the use of the name Gold Star Esperanza. And hmm. uh, even again this year, I saw this about uh, five or six years ago, and I saw it again this spring, that there were plants being sold in Texas labeled as Gold Star Esperanza that were not in bloom in the nursery. Big batches of them, a, a lot of maybe 200 of them, not one flower visible. And the word from oh those my. two guys was, this is not Gold Star Esperanza. If it were, it would it's be in knockoff. full bloom. And, yeah. and uh, they, what those were were just cuttings from seedlings. Uh, they were not mm. selected at all. It was just the old original um, uh, the old original species, and therefore mm-hmm. they were not paying the royalty to A&M for the superior strain, but they were using the name. So my point mm-hmm. being that okay. the, the hang with me, the original species, okay. <laughs> gr- hang on, the original species doesn't bloom until fall, grows mm-hmm. taller, hey, there is your answer, and is yep. not as showy. It spends a lot of its energy getting taller, whereas Gold Star Esperanza will bloom a lot more heavily and uses its energy staying shorter because it's spending all that yeah. time blooming. So you might want to consider uh, trading these and getting some what you know to be Gold Star Esperanza that are in bloom when you buy okay. them in, in May or early June. So long yeah. answer, but it was it's complicated. Okay. But I have it documented. I had it in eGardens. If you take eGardens, one of those early issues back yes, in the early summer, go back and look at some of those mm-hmm. issues in, in uh, May or June, and you'll see what I was talking about, and you can see the photos. Okay. I notice on one of these, they have little, what look like beans. That's, um, the, that's the seeds, and that's, that's how these people okay. were propagating it. You, know, you don't want those. I mean, you can't do anything about it. You can't. You can't. There, yeah. there, there are no fruitless strains, but you don't want to. You don't want to propagate them. That's yeah. what those folks okay. are doing. Okay. Well, what a crock. <laughs> well, yeah, they're they're beautiful. Right. They're just that taller is- than you want them to be. But but wait till you get the yeah. the real thing, and and see how beautiful they are all season long. 
And uh, go yeah. back if you can find that E Gardens where I wrote about that. I don't have it with me, so I don't know which which issue it was. But if you can find it, okay. you're going you're gonna to see how much difference it makes and why Greg went to so much effort to uh, develop that one. It's just beautiful. Okay. Anyway, well, anyway. I love these for if for no other reason the bees are they just love them. They'll just well, go from flower to flower. You will you will love and, the, uh, the true gold star even more because there's a lot more flowers. Okay. All right. Hey, well, I appreciate thank you so much. You bet. Appreciate, appreciate your call. You. Have a good one. Bye-bye. All right. Let me tell you right now about Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, my book. And uh, I'd love to have a chance to get one in your hands. Here are the things that you need to know about. It's a perfect gift for Christmas gift giving, 344 pages, 840 of my best photos, a hardback printed on high-quality paper in San Antonio, not printed in China like so many publishers are doing now. I sign every copy as it sells, and that's why it's not in stores, not on Amazon. I couldn't do that if it were there. And uh, it covers everything about outdoor gardening for every county in Texas. Lawns, landscapes, flowers, fruit, and vegetables. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants that you're working to grow. Your satisfaction is completely guaranteed or I'll give you a full refund. The book is only $36.95 plus tax and postage. That is the normal message. That's a bargain for that book, uh, that quality and all that information i worked a year you get a year of my life for 36.95 but here's the better deal but wait there's more uh if you'd like to give it as a christmas gift uh, i can i can if if you're willing to accept delivery to the same address the second and third books are not 36.95 they're 31 dollars each that is a real deal that's the biggest discount i've ever offered for christmas gift giving so the way to do that is to order them together, and you must do it by November 15. I put that November 15 kill date on the offer so that I'd have time to get them done. I'll get them done within a few days of November 15. The The Postal Service will have time to get them delivered. They're saying that they're running a couple days behind. We'll get it done, and it will be done, and you'll be satisfied. If you're not, I'll refund every penny. 68,000 copies sold so far, not one request for a refund. Now, there are two ways you can order it, since it's not in stores and not on Amazon. One is to call my office. The other is to go through my website. Website's the better way, but if you just want to call Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, it's 800 800- 752 grow 800-752-4769 but that better way is the website you can do it right now at neilsperry.com n-e-i-l-s-p-e-r-r-y.com more after these messages all right kelly thank you sir appreciate your stepping in for us today let's go to todd in welburn Todd, this is Neil. How are you? Hello, Todd. Hi, well, Neil. How are you? I'm doing well. I almost gave up on you. I can't do that, can I? How can I help you no, today? Sir. Yeah. Uh, first off, ditto on what you said about your book. I, I, I've given one for, to my daughter, and I finally ordered me one, and they, it's a wonderful book. Thank you very much. Thank you. What I've got, Neil, uh, we live out in the country in Welburn, south of College Station. Uh, we've got a probably three-quarter acre pond in front of our house, and I've got uh, cypress trees uh, uh, around it. 
we, we had a bunch, and during the drought in 2011, I lost about two-thirds of them. Hmm. But I've still got five, but I've got some unwanted willow trees, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'd really like to get rid of the willow trees, but I'm, I'm, I want to make sure that I don't hurt my cypress trees. My dad actually grew the cypress trees in pots for a year before we put them out. So, oh. um, any, I've got, I've got one that the knees are pretty close to one of the the, the willow trees, um, and then I've got two or three more willow trees that I, you know, they get snaky and all kinds of stuff. They're just I. I don't want them. Well, they're they're annoying because they take so much water and they proliferate. They're, the the uh, cotton yes. that they give off is where the the new seedlings come. And they come up even if you can't even find a mother tree within miles. They seem to right. get started. <laughs> I grew up in College Station, so I understand willows. Um, the uh, how large are the willow trees in diameter? Uh probably. Oh. 15 to 18 inches, some of them, some of them a lot less than that. All right. So you're going to fell these, what, into the into the pond and, and then drag them well, out or and what? I've got a, I can, I can, yeah, I can pull them out. I've got one that's kind of a bush that, that that's probably not but about an inch or two in diameter, but they're probably 12 or 15, you know, trees coming out from the root. Well, the, the way to get rid of a, a tree that you don't want uh, in a dry land setting is to take an electric drill and, and drill into the, cut it, cut the tree off, drill into the stump and make a reservoir that you can pour a broadleafed weed killer into. Probably some okay. grammar issues going on there, but pour it in at full strength. That's a 2,4-D product and just fill that reservoir. And if you have one, a tree that has a 15-inch diameter trunk, obviously you'll be making several reservoirs the size of your pinky finger. And just fill them up right, with that right. broadleaf weed killer, and it will soak in and be carried down to the roots, and and will will kill the tree. You 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 are careful not to crack the outer uh, edge of the of the uh, stump, so the stuff doesn't get out into the water or into the soil. Right. Um, and so you can do that. I would use a cordless drill, obviously, since you're in water. You don't take an electric cord out there. Um, right. Any, but that that any same worry, thing would work. Beg your pardon. Any worry about them? doing that and and having cypress trees close to the stump no because it stays within the wood of the of the willow okay if you wanted to try it and and just make sure i i i'm sure i'm not i'm very confident of it i don't worry about that at all okay no no i, I just I, no and i'm not i'm not feeling i'm yeah i'm not feeling that my answer is challenged at all and i i would have the same concern i i did that as a kid with my dad who was a range management specialist doing research on those herbicides and that's exactly what i did for him as a teenager summer employment and he was working among desirable plants testing this that technique and it worked fine and it never what about the never spread what about the bushy one that that uh, some of those aren't or even the even smaller trees that are coming up that I I can't really jerk out of the ground. Do I think I two inch diameter is probably your minimum, probably a two inch minimum, and after that, then if you go smaller than that, I you're. It's a good question. I don't know what you're going to do if you have something two inches and smaller. Two inches you can yeah. drill in. You, you've got to be able to make one reservoir to get the stuff in. Right. Okay. And and how much stuff? 
fill the reservoir. Did I use? Yeah, yeah. just yeah. imagine. I don't know how long. If you have a giant pinky finger, then my reference. I don't. Okay. I'm shaped like a duck, yeah. <laughs> so, and so my pinky sure, finger is sure. kind of short. <laughs> Yeah, so three inches or so. Oh, yeah, let me get my tape measure out. Mine is nowhere near three inches. <laughs> so, yeah, inch and I'm a half. I'm yeah, well, I'm face, not. So. <laughs> I'm neither. So anyway, like I said, I'm shaped like a duck. <laughs> I wear 6E shoes. Well, but uh, anyway, just uh, an just, inch and a half deep is fine, and get the sawdust out. Fill it up carefully. Don't let it splash out into the water. It's, if if any of it got in the lake, in the pond water, it would be so diluted, it's not going to hurt your cypress. This is a job better done in the spring, and I'm talking about okay, that's, early that's March. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll wait till this spring and have all my stuff here. and There you out. go. That works. Thank Todd, I appreciate you so your much. call. Thank you. Have a good day. Take care. Rick in Southeast Texas, let me get this break out of the way. I'll do a really quick ad for my website, and we'll be to you. Uh, NeilSperry.com is my website. That's where you buy my book. That's where that's the only place you can buy my book other than calling my office. And it is where you sign up for eGardens, my newsletter, and it's where you find my 1,001 Most Asked Questions. That's N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. That's a quick ad. Let me tell you about Mueller right now, Made in America. There's a lot of talk these days about Made in America, but let me tell you about something that's been made in America for 90 years. Made in Texas. Mueller metal roofing, Mueller steel buildings are made right here by people who care about quality of both materials and workmanship. Whether it's a metal roof for your home or a custom steel building or even a shed, more recently a greenhouse for the backyard, Mueller means quality. Those are synonymous. I don't think they'll be in thesaurus, but... But that's that they ought to be. Mueller has four manufacturing facilities right here in the USA. And with 33 branches for sales and service, there's a Mueller location near you. When you choose Mueller for metal buildings or roofing, you're choosing the very best products to protect your family and your property. And you're supporting local jobs and local families, Texas families and jobs. Ordinary, hardworking folks who are proud to provide a product made right here in Texas in America. Visit MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER to find a location near you. That's 877-268-3553. They're Mueller, they're made in America, and they're made to last. MuellerInc.com. More after this message. All right, Kelly, let's go to Rick in southeast Texas. Rick, I don't know how much time I have, but it isn't a whole lot. Let me help you. Let's make it quick. Let's go yeah. to the most important thing first. Go Aggies. That's right. Uh, uh, question. I have a lot of tomato plants with a lot of tomatoes, and I've got this bug on them. They, they're not, but they're just a weird looking. They kind of look like a stink bug, and I've Try them being organic and not put too much on my tomato plants. How can I get them off of there? And they, what they do is they sting my tomatoes. Yeah, most of the true bugs, the, the insects that have the shield shapes to their wings, uh, are, are stinging uh, insects. They'll, they'll suck by stinging the fruit. Um, and stink bugs will do that. Uh, others will, too. Um, 
hand picking is a way, and especially if you're working with organic controls, there there just aren't a lot. That is the most difficult group of insects to eliminate. Um, I would uh, uh, I, I would try to get them when they're young, and uh, if you can find where they are being harbored down on the ground and deal with that, that would help. Um, but they, I don't have a good answer for you. There is no good answer right, well, for hey, the, the true uh, Long needle nose pliers works the best. I do have yeah. one quick question. Yeah, let me let me I address it. Just be be quiet for a moment. I have ten seconds. Weeds around newly planted live oaks. I would put foil around the trunks, and I would very carefully spray a glyphosate only herbicide to kill the weeds. I must run. Happy gardening. <laughs> 